This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Welcome back to the Compendium. Uh, we're, Jason and I, were really looking forward to this week's episode because it has been, I think, long awaited. Today we are going to be breaking down the Bard class, which Jason and I both reference all the time on the podcast because both of us are basically real life bards. And yeah, so I'm really much. excited to actually dig into this and unpack it a little bit and explore some of the, the ways that you can get creative with such a, a class that's based off of creativity, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's also the unofficial class of Forever DMs when they finally get to play. Oh, really? I don't think I've yeah. ever noticed that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, what it is, is part of it, like you said, like the versatility, creativity. I mean, if the DM was a class, Bard would be the closest thing, right? Because they're creating stuff, weaving of stories, all of that kind of stuff. And then also, I know a lot of DMs when they finally get a chance to play, especially if they have the the oh so common curse of always having to run the games, that they will typically pick their class last, again, wanting to serve the party and fill in whatever gap uh, might be there strategically or story-wise. And oftentimes a bard can do any of those roles, uh, again, speaking to its versatility uh, as well. And so it, it ends up being that for a lot of DMs. I know it is for me. It, it, it's not the reason I love bards, but it, it, it goes with the grain, shall we say. So how many bards have you played in I your mean, D&D it, lifetime? Oh, it's, it's more than two hands. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. Probably okay. What percentage of characters? Let's do it that way. Would you say out of all the characters you've ever played, oh what gosh. percentage of them have been bards? Would you say? Casey, do you know how Come hard on. that question is? Um, like 89% or <laughs> okay, of, all, of all the classes I've, I've, uh, all the characters I've played in the actual game, not just made, it's probably going to be something closer to 65, 75%. Um, of all of the characters I've made, it's probably closer to 90 or 80. Um, yeah, averages are funny like that, aren't they? They are, aren't they? And then also, too, like, if, you know, we were going to, like, just grab a game and play right now, I'd just pick a bard. It, it's the easiest thing. Uh, and typically half-elf as well, because, yeah, I, I, I have deep thoughts about this, but go ahead. <laughs> well, that is why we're here. We are here to explore all of those deep thoughts and give our perspective on the class, all of the different ways that you can utilize it. Um, and so I think that's what's going to make this conversation today really fun. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what a bard is. Most people that are uh, aware of D&D know that a bard is, you know, usually like a performer. But for me personally, going into D&D with like zero knowledge of fantasy, uh, that term was brand new to me. So that word and that concept was one that I kind of had to learn. So um, yeah, like a bard typically in D&D is presented as a musician. It's actually like very specifically presented that way. But I kind of feel mm -hmm. like it could encompass a lot of the creative realms, creative fields of like creation, art, um, performance. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think as 
uh, fifth edition has grown and more books have come out, they have tried to add subclasses and specializations that kind of show that myriad, that diversity of all of that. But absolutely, um, to, to give like the one sentence description of like what is a bard is they are a magic user that works with the magic of emotion, indirect magic, and creativity. Um, and to kind of piggyback off of the description from the player's handbook is the bard is a master of song, speech, and the magic that those things contain. Bards say that the multiverse was spoken into existence and that the words of the gods gave it shape. And that the echoes of those primordial worlds of creation, words of creation, still resound throughout the cosmos. The music of bards is an attempt to snatch and harness those echoes, subtly woven into their spells and powers. It's like See, it's so it's chills. just yes, that and that's what a bard is, right? It's using that language essentially mm -hmm. to affect people, and sometimes it's not in good ways. Sometimes it's oh. nasty spells for combat, but it's that concept of like you can use words to you know give people goosebumps. You can use them to like make people feel really stressed out or overwhelmed very quickly, mm -hmm. um, or or inspired or. Um, uh, or buffed in some way like they're, they're very much again it, it's about the subtlety it's they're not going to be typically the ones that are calling down fire from the heavens or raising an undead army they're the ones who help the party get over the tipping point to success and the ones that hinder the bad guys and so they can uh they can they grasp at the wind and catch defeat so they're kind of like the cheerleaders in a sense of the team like they're the ones kind that are of. there they're inspiring everything that's going on right they inspire the 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 crowd uh they are inspiring the team to like go and do the best that they can which sometimes can be that motivation that the fighter or the barbarian needs right to push through that final uh yeah. you know it, round and, and yeah, and cheerleader might be good. I also think like maybe like a manager, like if you think like pro wrestling or a boxer, like the manager is, is a good option. I'm glad that you well. clarified that because my brain went to like retail manager and I was no, like, okay, yeah. where are you drawing this no, comparison? That, that is a sad, sad yes. role. And I, I'm I've I've done it and I think you have too. Uh but um yeah, they really are. There uh, and you know when we talked to to Keith Alman way back um, with his book uh, the monsters know what they're doing he talked about different like party roles of like a striker and uh, you know um, those kinds of things but in in that kind of framework you have things like tanks and um, uh, blasters and you know glass cannons and all of that. Uh, but controller is probably the one that fits the the bard the best. They are a controller and they are putting their will out into the world to control it and not typically the world itself, but the things that inhabit that world, I think is probably the best way to think about that because sorcerers are also kind of, uh, you know, charisma based the force of will based but they're changing the rules of reality 
bards are are usually affecting people so it's illusions mm. and emotions and mind and and that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. so uh but uh i would probably say they might be the best um just holistically especially below level 20 the best arcane caster uh in the game just in the same way that a cleric is the best divine caster in the whole game yeah what do you think about the idea because I, I think i had heard i had heard this once or read it somewhere the idea of a bard that's a painter right and their cast yeah. their, their like arcane focus is like a paintbrush or something the the phb is written very distinctly especially with how you did like read the description of like you're you're using words that were spoken to, into existence mm -hmm. but you could translate that into you know a picture is worth a thousand words um you're harnessing like that still in a different way what do you think about that idea of taking that idea of a bard as being a musical performer and overlaying that onto different types of creative fields oh yeah absolutely i i i think that the class certainly can bear that weight and can uh, accept that level of customization um, as written and especially as, as other books have come out, things like College of Creation um, and Glamour, um, where it's more visual um, and material based like a lot of um, you know traditional art is, like with painting, sculpture, that kind of thing. But yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, they've done things too, like the Bard of Eloquence, where it's just like a motivational speaker or a spoken word, you know, poet, uh, which I think is really I'd cool love to too. see somebody play that as William Shatner doing his spoken word. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and the same piece can be used for Bardic Inspiration or for Vicious Mockery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same it just really it's just it's it's about like three degrees different you know it, yep. it's the, Add that the, to your the difference book. is so small yeah somebody mark that down um yeah exactly so yeah it it really is just a great class um because they're so well-rounded because they can fit everywhere um they have a lot of reasons to go adventuring a lot of ways to integrate into different societies or to be um out traveling the wide world kind of alone um it's it, it's probably one of the easiest ones once you understand it to kind of like crawl inside and, and live in and go yeah i get this but it's not without yeah. it it's 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 downsides or at least perceived downsides and derision over the years and decades for sure. Um, I, I think that those who have been with the game for decades, they remember in the old days when bards were a joke, like, like why would you play a bard? The, the phrase that comes to my mind is toot toot magic flute, um, where it's just like, really, you're gonna, okay. All right, listen, yeah, you stay over there to inspire us with your, your songs and we'll go you know, kill the demigorgon or whatever. And it was just, and it was, it, it was just a, a hot mess of concept as well as mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, and then what's interesting though, is that in fourth edition, the, the one we don't talk about, um, the, much like Bruno, we don't talk about it. It was our wedding day. How could he do that to us? Um, but it's, they had the warlord, which was a, a strategist and a, uh, could do a lot of things that the bard now could do 
And it was an attempt to see a more martial version and competent version, I think, of the Bard back then. And we owe a lot of debt, I think, to that addition and to the Warlord class uh, to have the Bard be as good as it is now and really does feel like a viable option when for so many years it just wasn't. So is, is, is fifth edition really where it kind of came into its own and became yes. something a little bit more impressive Absolutely. and fun to play? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where you got things like the Warlock and the Bard, where you got things uh, like cantrips that you just, you know, always on powers. A lot of this was kind of previewed in fourth edition in, in various ways. Uh, charisma casters taking over the world, um, you know, like uh, like the Warlock, the Sorcerer, the Bard and the uh, Paladin. That just didn't charisma was a no class used charisma before fifth edition and so uh, it just a, it was a big sea change i think but yeah right if you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice you can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice. So make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you guys next time.